Okay. But once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. You love Valenti. Like, remember you were swaggerjacking some of his his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. Not a father figure. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WXUTs after further review. More Beastie Boys. Mm-hmm. What's the name of the song? Paul Revere. Okay, good. I didn't know if you were, you knew it or not. We're back here on eighty-eight point three WGTs after further review with myself, David the Man and God Harris, and Frank Vashner, and we're gonna get into some of our NBA playoff preview, fellas. And the NBA is just. Great. We're getting to the end of the season. Obviously, Sunday is the last day. We'll look at some of the 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 playoff standings right now. Number one in the East, the Milwaukee Bucks are fifty eight and twenty three. Boston Celtics are second, fifty six and twenty five. Philadelphia seventy sixers, who some are saying has the NBA MVP and Joel Embiid, the fifty three and twenty eight. Fourth seed, Cleveland Cavaliers, fifty one wins. They haven't had fifty one wins since. 2016, 2017, I believe. Or it might, no, it might, no, 17, 18, the last year that LeBron was there, I believe. New York Knicks are fifth at 47 and 34. And the Nets round out the top six so they don't have to be in the play, uh, playing game, 45 and 36. Now, that's kind of interesting. We're talking about that because they were fourth before they made a midseason trade. They dropped down about two games, but. People thought because they lost a superstar, they were going to completely just fall off the face of the earth. We'll talk a little bit more later on about that as you brought up that point before after our last segment. Number seven in the play-in games, Miami Heat, 43 and 38 at the seventh seed. Number eight, Atlanta Hawks, 41 and 40. Toronto Raptors are 40 and 41. And my Chicago Bulls, are 39 and 42. They round out the playing game, and those seeds are locked like brass knuckles and flashlights. Eliminated Washington Wizards, the Pacers, the Magic, the Hornets, and Frank's lowly Detroit Pistons. But by the way, won on Friday night yes. against the Pacers and snapped an 11 game skid. Yeah, and they've pretty much. And it looks like they're going to end up finishing with the worst record. So, who knows? And, and like I said, I think I feel so bad for Dwayne Casey because he really got the bad end of the stick. I think the organization was really tanking anyway. Sitting down, Kate Cunningham. They're in the draft for Wimby. Oh, uh, yeah, Weminyama. And the team was very young and just... Well, they, they need to get some adults in the room. Exactly. And I don't think it's the coach. He's actually a fine coach. Just get him some talent. 
He did the best but, he could. But it sounds like that if uh, he doesn't end up returning, he's going to end up moving to the front office. Could. Uh, he has one year left on his deal, and I don't think they're going to have a lame duck coach. So either they're going to give him an extension, or he, like you said, he'll move up in the front office and go from there. Like I said, I, I, I just don't like the way he, they did him in Toronto after getting coach of the year. They fire him. They get Kawhi Leonard. Nick Nurse takes over, and then he wins a championship. Yeah. Go over to the West. This is how the West was won. Denver Nuggets, number one seed, 52 and 28. Memphis Grizzlies, 51 and 30. At the second seed, third seed. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like a woo, woo, woo. (laughs) Sacramento Kings. Raise your hand if you saw that coming. I wouldn't raise my hand. I thought they could be possibly in the play-in game. See up, Scotty. You know, every time they win, they get the beam. Yeah. They're in the third seed. They're 48 and 33. Phoenix Suns are fourth, 45 and 36. Ended up sitting their starters against the Lakers. The Lakers were down by 13 at, at halftime. They didn't come back and winning with all their players. The state that is golden without Andrew Wiggins, the Warriors are in the fifth slot at 43 and 38. The Clip Show at the sixth seed, 42 and 38. The Warriors, Clippers, and Lakers and New Orleans are all separated by either a half a game or a game. Los Angeles Lakers are in the play-in game at 42 and 39. The Pelicans are 42 and 39. Minnesota, 40 and 40. And Oklahoma City is at 39 and 42. Um, so, yeah, that's where they're at. And eliminated. Right now is the Mavericks, who some said they tanked last night against Friday night against the Bulls. Utah Jazz eliminated. Portland Trailblazers eliminated. Some people are saying Damian Lillard needs to get the heck out of Dodge. San Antonio Spurs, their coach just got inducted into the Hall of Fame, but they were complete diarrhea water, as you like to say, dumpster (laughs) fire. They were like spoiled milk and bad rotten meat in a refrigerator smell. That's how bad they were. Or, as I put it, vomit stuffed in a rotten fish cooked in a microwave. Yes. But they weren't playing in the Weenie Junior Hut League. (laughs) Then Houston Rockets, the youngest team in the league, I believe, ended up dead last at 21 and 60. And I think they said this is the first time since the 80s that no team from the state of Texas is going to make the playoffs. That is true. Dallas, San Antonio, and Houston, what they like to call the Dallas three-step when you go on the road trips, the Texas are out. Yeah. David, what you got? Yeah, so in the, in the Eastern Conference, this is a little bit more. So since it's solidified there's in the West, yeah, the West still got the playing games are five to eight. Yeah, yeah, you can still kind of. There's a lot of moving and shaking around between Golden State, Clippers, Lakers, and Pelicans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, in the Eastern Conference, there are really, for me, two teams that can come out of the East, and it's Milwaukee and Boston. Do I trust Philadelphia in a seven game series against Boston? Can it, it can go either way, but I still think I like Boston a little bit more than than Philadelphia. Again, anything can happen. Injuries can happen. That can always change a series. Um, I think Philadelphia 
We'll probably gentlemen sweep Brooklyn. Uh, love love Brooklyn kind of really getting back to their core of kind of Mikel Bridges really being their, uns- I guess, not unsung superstar. Because, like, if you know about Mikel Bridges, he's got work ethic and he's going to continue to just kind of ball out and be dominant. So kind of good for him, and I hope he gets paid. Um, yeah, Cleveland and New York, I really don't trust either of those two teams to go up against Milwaukee. So wait a minute, who are you saying going to get the gentleman's sweep? Or Brooklyn. <laughs> Brooklyn is in the sixth seed against Philadelphia. Over Philadelphia. I really think, and obviously the gentleman's sweep is basically 4-0, which I think now some people are getting with my idea. I think the first round needs to go back to the best of five. Sense of urgency, and you can get more upsets, but obviously with the TV contract, they want more games. But as I've said on the show several times, there's no point of having gentlemen sweeps in the first round. If you if you ass and you don't belong in the playoffs and you're there because you're getting a participation award, three games is enough. Why put the team through another game of misery? But sometimes you can get some series like the 1994 Nuggets and Seattle Supersonics, one versus eight seed, and then and the Nuggets ended up winning, even though I think in the first two games they got obliterated. Um, so I, I, that's just my subject su- suggestion, but you know I doubt they'll do that. But they think I think the first round needs to be five games. Continue, David. Yeah, and probably another series that could probably go five games. Just the, the Cavaliers and Knicks, even though kind of geographically, kind of Cleveland being the surprise story, Jonathan Mitchell really taking that team on his back versus the Knicks. Who do we trust the Knicks? Not really. Do we trust the Cavs? I I, I, I guess yes. It's just kind of one of these teams kind of has to go through and be, you know, the sacrificial lamb for the Milwaukee Bucks as they make their way to the conference finals. Uh, I think I think didn't it'll be Cleveland didn't Cleveland play pretty well against Milwaukee? If someone can look that up for me, I, I thought they did. Uh, I'm, I'll pull it up. Yeah. Because I, I don't know if that's just a, one of those where you're trying to say they're a sacrificial lamb. Cleveland's dangerous. Very, very dangerous. Let's see. First week they had us back in November. Obviously. Bucks won that one. Mm-hmm. Bucks won again right after Thanksgiving. Dang, I got to scroll through it. Oh, they beat them uh, right before Christmas on December 21st. Dang, they played three times before Christmas? Yeah. And the Cavs won that one, right? Uh, let's see. And then January 21st they played. Uh, so it's basically 2-2 two and two on the year. That's what I thought. I thought so. So I don't, I, I wouldn't count. Like, this Cavs team is actually pretty good. They're really dangerous. They, they got some depth there. So I wouldn't just think that, oh, well, we get to the first round. hippie ki You know, we've had the best season since LeBron left. Okay, now we're about to get barbecued and torched like some Domino's pizza tater tots that won't that no, won't I, happen i think it'll be i think it'll be another gentleman sweep a gentleman sweep yeah mm, i don't know about that one that won't happen david <laughs> and really well wait a minute a gentleman sweep is usually don't they get one game so you're saying that the yeah, nets four are one. 4-1 against the the sixers and 4-1 here hmm. okay well, no, I, I think I, I'm like jumping ahead. I think Milwaukee 
over whoever comes out of the four or five will be a Desmond sweep. I think mm-hmm. Cleveland and Knicks will probably go. I could see that going six. Right. With the Cavs winning. Yeah. With the Cavs winning. Jalen Brunson did get hurt. Um, by He was watering his plants and the, the, the vase broke, or some people call it a vase, broke and he cut his hand. Oh, jeez. The curse of the neck. Right. Well, I don't know if it's the curse, of the, I don't know if it's the curse of the Knicks. I think it's a matter of you just, you're just owned by an awful owner. That was, that was about, that's about as weird of an injury as uh, Joel Zumaya when he was with the Tigers injuring himself playing guitar. Guitar hero. <laughs> yes, that is talked about. He got carpal tunnel by playing a lot of guitar hero. Now, which would even be worse is what if someone got carpal tunnel because they were trying to take care of their morning wood. Now, that would be really bizarre. But that's for another time and another story. But you're right. I remember the Guitar Hero story. He, and remember back then, Guitar Hero was really popular. Yes, it was. But yes, that is kind of crazy. Or Tatis messing up his wrist because he was on a motorcycle. <laughs> or... Um, in hockey, Uwe Krupp, when he was with the Red Wings, got injured because he was trading for the Iditarod. <laughs> yes, yeah. Just interesting. Keep going, David. Yeah. Uh, focusing on the yeah the Eastern and the play-in tournament, Derek, your Bulls. Uh, against Toronto, anything can happen. Yeah, that's some good matchup uh, for them. Yeah. I think yeah. very disappointing. Uh, I think that Alex Caruso, he's never been the same player since that wrist injury after Grayson Allen clipped him in the air when he was going up I believe for a layup or a dunk um, Patrick Williams okay I, I just think certain guys didn't really work out for the Bulls and let's just be honest DeMar DeRozan heck of a talent but he's not a guy that's going to lead you to the promised land I mean you saw that in Toronto he gets traded for Kawhi Leonard and what do the Raptors do they get all the way get to the finish line bring home the trophy you know bring it home baby and I don't know what the Bulls thought that DeMar DeRozan would be that type of guy to lead them. Great complimentary piece, good good, good way to hit the mid-range, but you ain't an alpha one, that, that's for sure. Keep going, David. Yes, so I'll, I'll say, you know, the Bulls will win that night to match up. Miami and Atlanta is basically a coin toss just no because saying. we don't know what Miami is going to show up. We know it's going to be close. It's going to be within five points in the fourth quarter because that's, Seemingly, all of Miami's games all season have been that close. Mm. Um, so, I'll, I'll say Miami squeaks out in Atlanta. So, Miami's the seventh seed. I think Boston takes care of Miami. Uh, again, another team that uh, Jimmy Butler is the guy, but kind of Miami's li- literally live and die by the shooting of their kind of complimentary pieces. And he's as throughout this season has not been sustainable. And that's why I kind of, they've had such an up and down year. Atlanta. Yeah. Just a lot of questions to be asked about of where that franchise is looking towards um, kind of for the foreseeable future, particularly in the off season. So yeah. I, I still think kind of looking at that as we get into the first round, I think Milwaukee and Boston, are the two clear cuts for me to come out of the Eastern Conference. And that would would be a good seven-game series. Kind of in the conference finals, 
they're they really match up against each other well and barring injury we're going we're going to see some good basketball mm-hmm. um, in the western conference um I, for me, there's at least five teams that I think have the ability to come out of the West. Who's that? Denver, Memphis, Sacramento, Phoenix, and Golden State. Well, the top five, that's pretty obvious, David. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Golden State could move around a little bit, so that's depending matchup. But, yeah, I just think Golden State with their experience, Phoenix with the experience, Sacramento is just that team that does anyone really want to play the Kings right now with the momentum, with the energy that they have. <laughs> they're the highest, I, they're I, the highest scoring no. team in the West. Mm-hmm. So if you like, for someone who, for people who like scoring and points and fun, Sacramento will be your team. Yeah. And, and I and I put Memphis in that similar college score just because, um, just because of fun, and you know the story, kind of the storyline of you know, can they finally get over the hump? Similarly with Denver, yes, Jokic is going to win the MVP for me. Sorry, Joel Embiid fans. So like, can those two teams get over the hump? Um, and depending on kind of where playoffs seeding ends up after tomorrow, there could be some tasty first-round matchups. I think, if as it stands right now, Golden State's in the five. So 4-5 Phoenix and Golden State, the kind of the Kevin Durant invitational matchup. Um, I think that, that's a good storyline. And can Phoenix get back over the hump, or are they going to be one of those one-season wonders? Can Steph Curry get his fifth? And what will that do for that Golden State legacy dynasty? And yeah, the Western Conference is definitely a lot more fun in terms of matchups that can go five to seven versus in the East. A lot of them are going to go four, maybe five, maybe six in the case of Cleveland and New York. Uh. Sucks that Zion Williamson won't be able to play yet again in the playoffs. Is this the end of this Lakers dynasty, even though they've kind of sprung back into life? Um, yeah, what can LeBron win his fifth? Clearly ESPN wants him because they keep pushing graphics and polls about, do you want LeBron to win his fifth? Because... As long as LeBron's in the conversation, ESPN is happy. Um, but yeah, yeah. So my marquee matchup in the Western Conference: Phoenix and Golden State. I think all the top seeds advance. I think Minnesota beats Oklahoma City in the playing tournament. I think, as it stands right now, as the Lakers and Pelicans play, I think the Lakers advance, which means Memphis and LA. I'm I'm taking Memphis, just because because Anthony Davis is going to get hurt. Like I I pretty sure he's going to get hurt one of these games, and it's going to be always something weird because he always gets hurt in some kind of weird way. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it'll be it'll be real interesting to see how these these playoffs go. Um, 
Well, here is here's, it possible for the Lakers to win it though? Outside, is there an outside chance? I don't. I don't see it. Okay, Frank. All healthy and everybody back. We gain a little bit of yeah. Rhythm. That's I think that that's key for me. Everybody, if everybody stays healthy, then yeah, that shot's there. If not, then it ain't gonna happen. But also, I just discovered this that uh, the Kings ended up winning the Pacific Division. Mm-hmm. When was the last time that happened? Two thousand six. Nope. 2004? Nope. 5? Nope. It has to be 02. 2003. 3. Okay. Hey, that was when uh, they lost in the conference semifinals to the Mavericks, Mm -hmm. and one of their guys was sixth man of the year. Who? On the the Mavericks or the Kings? The Kings. Oh, was it Bobby Jackson? Yep. (laughs) Yeah. And another fun fact too. I noticed that um, the last the year after the last time they made the playoffs, which they last made it in 2005-2006, Rick Adelman's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. I believe who was the coach who actually took his place for a year? And I want to say this might be a coach who is well known for losing his shirt after a win. It is. He took over for the, the Kings? Yeah. This guy took over for Rick Adelman. Took over. He's a, I'll give you a hint. He is a current college coach who has been known to lose his shirt after a win. Oh, Eric Musselman. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's something I found out. Yeah, he did because his dad was an NBA. We talked about this before. I may I may not have been in, so no. Um fellas, what do you think about the Mavericks quote unquote tanking? I don't see I'm hesitant to call it a tank because they, I think in February around the trade deadline, they were well within the playoff hunt. Mm-hmm. And then they go ahead and bring Kyrie Irving in. Mm-hmm. And then everything just goes to hell in a handbasket. Mm-hmm. But but is it good for it? <laughs> is it good? Mm-hmm. Uh, that they... <laughs> for the game. Because people always talk about that. Like, uh... I don't that that teams don't tank like the players don't tank, but the organizations do. Uh, see, well, the thing is, I don't want to call this a tank. Why? I think this is just a collapse. Okay, explain. Well, let's see. I, I mean, because I think they had like a ninety percent chance to make the playoffs come trade at the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. And then deadline rolls around, which was the deadline February, first week of February or second week? Mm, second week, I believe. So February 10th, they beat Sacramento. Oh, wait. So wait. No, you know, Uncle Kyrie came there before that. So mm. I think he. So February 6th, they beat the Utah Jazz. Next two games, they win. Kyrie leads them in scoring. Mm hmm. And then from 
February 11th, when they lost to Sacramento in OT, it was pretty much the only wins they had. Mm. February 23rd against the Spurs. March 2nd against the Sixers. March 7th against the Jazz. Beat the Spurs and Lakers in March. And then a win over the Pacers. And a win over the Kings. Seven wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, when they got Kyrie, but they they weren't going anywhere. I, I don't. I think what the problem is, is that Kyrie and Luca aren't really leaders. Hell of talents, yeah, they are. They're talented, but as far as it's it's mostly they're entertaining basketball players. But when it comes to getting wins, I don't think Luca's there quite there yet to lead a team and we've known how Kyrie is where his flakiness has come in and I think the Mavericks looked at him as a generational talent and he should be able to help you win he's won a championship he helped LeBron do it but he was with LeBron where LeBron had that leadership mentality that he had gotten from the Miami Heat and Luka's still a young guy trying to figure it out within the league. And he's still in that stage of his career where he's trying to get his own individual stats. So they kind of, you know, getting rid of Spencer Dinwiddie, guys that were great complementary pieces and great role players to the Mavericks. He lost a lot of defense. You know, Kyrie and Luka both don't play a lick of defense at all. I can tell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So that that's what happened, for, uh, David. Yeah, and I think kind of Campani. I think it's definitely organizational. Like obviously on the court, if you win, you're not in this conversation. But I think kind of as you got closer to the season, kind of, and yes, there was hope alive, and there was this possibility of you know, do we want to get into a play-in tournament, have a long shot, or if you're thinking as an organization, the only way that we keep our draft pick this year. Is if it's in the top ten, right? And so, do you want to go after championship, kind of, which is a long shot because you're going to go through the playing tournament and go through all the top teams that you struggle with, knowing that you're you know, you're probably not going to win, or do you try to think about the immediate future, which is kind of protect trying to protect that draft pick at all costs, so that you can build for the future? You've already had Mark Cuban come out saying that you're going to try to re-sign Kyrie Irving in the offseason. So that will probably help. You can get another piece that can help you with that chemistry, that with the team building. You know that you're injured at this point in the season. Um, yeah, I, I think part of ownership and management was like, obviously we're, we can't tank because we're not going to cheat the game. We're going to go. Well, off what happened on? What happened? Well, wait a minute. What happened on uh, Friday night when they played the Bulls? They they didn't play any of the starters, and uh, since it was Slovenia night, they weren't going to play um, Doncic, but they did because it was Slovenia night, and he wanted to play really well. He only played thirteen minutes. He played twelve minutes of the first quarter, one minute in the second. They sat him down. Yeah, and that's something um, that Jason Kidd. I'm looking at. Uh, uh, the interview and conversation that he did on the Mavs website, kind of saying that it was an organizational decision, mm-hmm. which years from the future of the franchise, or, and emphasizing the future of the franchise rather than pushing everything into the last bit of the season, just um, sitting out and kind of trust 
him trusting ownership and management, but then also being, um, yeah, being professional, trying to go out and play and win, but knowing that this is, you know, giving a chance for younger guys because of the depth, because of the injuries and everything, giving some of the players that don't play much an opportunity to play for the team um, while resting, I don't want to say key guys, but yeah, key players. Um, so yeah, I, from what every Jason Kidd has been saying and what I've been reading from kind of Mark Cuban and some, some of the stuff that's come out, it seems like it was an organizational team-wide decision and they made a decision, told Jason Kidd about it um, right before the game and mm-hmm. kind of, yeah, going from there. But, but if they, if they win a lot of their games in December, January, February, are they in this situation now to where they're kind of thinking about, okay, do we tank or do we kind of play the kids, quote unquote, at the end of the season to get them some reps? Or are they entrenched in that, you know, five, six, seven, so where they're resting guys to keep them healthy for the playoffs? No, oh, hold on. Here we go. Yes, I'm here from Jason Kidd. Let's see this. Josh rest, he's out, and C. Wood rest, he's out. Luca and JaVale are available. Um, with the uh, injuries, we've had some guys uh, who've been injured, coming back from surgery, playing a lot of minutes. So as an organizational decision, um, these are why we're sitting these guys. So that was some of his explanation of that. They were sitting the guys because – they just didn't want him to get hurt. And I guess there was no point. You're not really playing for anything. Not to mention there's also an element to this where the you also got to remember that um, their draft pick is top 10 protected. But if it's out of the top 10, I forget who gets to take it. So if they're at number 11, it's gone. Remember the top 13 picks are lottery picks. So they're trying to make sure they get their chances better of making having their pick protected. Um, as I said before, I think the trade was terrible. Not to mention, um, if you remember, uh, Kyrie Irving is also a free agent. There's a lot of things to think about here. And I've also seen that Luca might look to go elsewhere come 2024. I think that's when his contract expires. It, it does, and you're right. It, that that could be a possibility. Um, but once again, I think he's a great talent. Um, but at the same time, though, can he lead you to a championship? That that's the question you got. I mean, because look, think about it. You you. You traded, made this trade. You got to somehow make it work, and there's got to be accountability on players. I mean, yeah, we we were putting the pieces together, but on paper, Luca and Kyrie, you should be able to at least make the playing game on talent alone. I don't know if you guys agree with that or not. Eh, I can definitely see it, but the, the they were in. Remember, were they in fourth? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, see, they were in fourth, and then they all went. <laughs> And, and on talent alone, they should have been there. Now, obviously, they gave up some people. And, and this also tells you in the NBA, not all superstars mesh well together. It's a team effort. Yeah. And you want to be successful. We'll wrap this up. David, final thoughts? 
Yeah, it's going to be, as we get to the playoffs, there are, in theory, 20 teams, but 16 because, you know, playing tournament and all that stuff, that have a shot at the Larry O'Brien. Some have a easy road, some have a little bit of work to do, but it's going to be a fun playoffs, then. Hopefully, we don't see LeBron in the finals because, yeah, but I we need a break from LeBron and, and ESPN needs a break and just kind of. I need a break from LeBron. <laughs> he hasn't made the finals since 2020. Right. How's that? Oh, by the way, a uh, little bit of news from Woj. Memphis Grizzlies center Stephen Adams likely to miss the postseason with his injured right knee. Okay. He's at. He's been out with his PCL sprain since January, so... I just Xavier realized. Tillman, come on down. I just realized Jason Kidd is 50 years old. Born oh, yeah. in March 23rd, 1973. Oh. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Hmm. Anything, Frank? Uh, nope. All right. Well, you listen to 88.3 WGTs. After further review, we'll take a quick commercial break and then guess what? You said the top 18 of the NFL draft? Yeah, because that way the Lions can get both of their picks in. Because I know that they care. Yeah, no, that's what Cody is waiting for. So we'll get to the top picks here on 88.3 WXUTs. As a further review, mock draft from David Kuyper. When is Frank McShay going to get his... Draft mock draft in there. I I seemingly don't have time to do one because the next few Saturdays I've got a lot of baseball. True, that is true. Well, we'll take a quick commercial break when we return. NFL draft. It's right around the corner, fellas. Yeah, we'll be back after this. <laughs> 